0: Coming up in today's City Pentecostal Church, Sermon of the Week.
1: You had a little bit of a conversation with yourself in in, in the quiet of some place, and nobody else heard the conversation, but it went something like this I wish I could, I wish I could, I wish I could, and it's always something that somebody else does well, and you maybe have tried and failed at, and you can't do. Have you ever had that conversation with yourself? I have both hands up. Don't have that conversation. Because when you have that conversation, what you're saying to God is, I think you made a mistake when you made me. And ask this question, God, what have you planted in me? What what skills have you given to me? Our abilities are God-given. You are uniquely designed.
0: We continue with our May theme, Managing Divine Treasure. Today we're joined by Pastor Harlan Purdy, who teaches us that we all have been given a gift of ability from God, who before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. And no matter how insignificant your talents and gifts may seem to you, we are to nurture, develop, and train those gifts for kingdom purpose. But God has given us a choice on how to use our abilities, but every choice we make matters. Now here's Pastor Harlan Purdy with this week's sermon, Stewarding Spiritual Gifts.
1: Praise the Lord. God is good. Amen. Wow. It's great to be together with God's people. There's nothing like it on planet Earth. I, I, I don't know what the angels are going to do when we all arrive in heaven because they can't sing our song. Hallelujah. It's a song that the angelic host cannot sing, the song of redemption and salvation. Everyone has abilities. What are your abilities? Sometimes when you ask that question to people, they just kind of, it's a blank stare. Ability. Uh, uh, So take a second and think What's the answer to the question, my ability is, and I'm going to count to three, and then I want some people to just yell out, what what is one of your abilities? Okay, are you ready? One of my abilities is, one, two, three. one at a time <laughs> okay
2: whatever needs to be
1: done whatever needs to be done perseverance, perseverance. service patience. patience all right so keep, keep, keep. don't quit At least some of you know what your abilities are. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, let me give you some examples of some abilities. Administration, construction, computing, communicating, cooking, designing, decorating, leading, music, organizing, planning, teaching, welcoming, the list really is limitless. There, there are so many abilities. And the truth is that God has given you ability. I'm going to ask you to turn with me to the book of Exodus, chapter 35. I want to read just a, a few verses. Exodus, chapter 35 looking at verse number 25 can you stand with me every skilled woman spun with her hands and brought what she had spun blue purple or scarlet yarn or fine linen and all the women who were willing and had the skill Spun the goat hair. I can't imagine what that would be like to spin goat hair. That takes more than ability. That takes great skill. The leaders brought onyx stones and other gems to be mounted on the ephod and the breastplate. They also brought spices and olive oil for the light and for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense. All the Israelite men. And women who were willing brought to the Lord freewill offerings for all the work the Lord through Moses had commanded them to do. Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, not Ori, Uri, (laughs) the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, and he has filled him with the Spirit of God, with skill, ability, and knowledge in all kinds of crafts. Then go to verse number one of chapter 36. So, Bezalel, Oholiab, and every skilled person to whom the Lord has given skill and ability to know how to carry out all the work of constructing the sanctuary are to do the work just as the Lord has commanded. Father, let us hear from your word this morning. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Everyone, there are no exceptions. Everyone has ability. You are not left out. Your ability may be different than someone else's, but ability, you have. We, we often compare ourselves with others and think, ah, I can't do anything. And that's never true. That is not true. Our problem is, is that we often just don't recognize the abilities that God has granted us. You see, speech is ability. Walking is an ability. Standing straight is an ability. Most of you, probably all of you, can tell the difference between a. What is that? What is it? <laughs> if. It, 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 good boy, I'll tell you, th- I, I didn't realize this question was going to be that hard. <laughs> but apparently, uh, it, yeah, those of you who said 20 are correct. And uh, let me see, what, 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 what? Uh, I don't have one. Uh, what's this one? 100. 100. See, you can, you can actually tell the difference between a 20 and a 100 that means you have ability you have skill the difference between a fifty a twenty a hundred I don't see a thousand very often but uh, (laughs) they tell me that they exist these are all abilities oftentimes what we think of is that ability has to be something so out there or kind of extraordinary or but, but that's not true most of us have ordinary everyday regular abilities occasionally there there is the genius among us or the extra talented but most of us are just kind of ordinary everyday people with ability some of our abilities i'll actually all of our abilities in a sense are they're, they're natural to us the ability to sing, the ability to, to draw, to have artistic ability, an affinity for math, an affinity for language. These are all abilities, and, and we're born with these natural tendencies. And, and you can spot them rather early in a person's life. And Antonio loved music. He, he, was, he was born in 1658, and he, he lived in a community called Cremona in Italy. So he was an Italian boy. Cremona was an interesting town. It was full of people who just absolutely loved music. And Antonio, however, well, his music ability resulted in his friends calling him squeaky voice squeaky voice because when he sang well it just didn't work he tried to learn how to play the violin but like me he discovered he was all thumbs Antonio would sit on the side of the road while his three friends sang and played and what he would do is he sat on the side of the road with his with his knife and a little piece of wood and he would whittle and carve out little figurines Because that's all he could do. He could just take a block of wood and carve it into small objects. One day Antonio was sitting there with his friends and his friends were singing. And and one of the men of the village came by and stopped and listened a little bit longer than most people do in fact uh, he actually asked the three if they would repeat one of the songs that they had done and and after they had finished he gave them a gold coin we now call that busking uh, people who are on the side of the road or a street corner somewhere playing and singing with a little thing so you can drop some coins in uh, and this is what they were doing And Antonio noticed a gold coin you see was quite valuable in that day and when the man was gone Antonio said to his three friends who is that and they said oh that was Niccolo Amati you all know who Niccolo Amati was is was was no that name rings a lot of bells for you well you see Niccolo Amati in 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 the 17th century was the greatest of all violin makers in Italy. So Antonio, the next day, went to Nicolai's home, waited for him to come out the door. And as he came out the door, he said, Sir, 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 I, 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 I can't sing, I can't play, but I can whittle, I can carve. Could I work with you and learn how to make violins? And so at the age of 11, he started to work with Nikolai. And he began to learn as an apprentice the art of making violins. Well, you may not be able to sing, you may not be able to carve, you may not be able to play. You, you may not be able to do a lot of things, but you can do something, because we all have ability, natural abilities, God-given abilities. But you see, those abilities need to be developed. Most of our abilities although they are in a raw state they need to be learned and developed they need to be trained they need to be perfected we we obtain these abilities and the skill to do something with them that's productive that that results in in good outcomes through practice and through training the ability to walk a tightrope comes as someone who has good balance Practices. They don't begin walking on a tightrope between two 13-story buildings. They start walking on a six-inch plank three inches off the floor. And they just gradually narrow what it is that they're walking on. Raise the height until eventually they walk across the Grand Canyon on a rope. And then are so brave that they take a wheelbarrow and say to the crowd, "Whoever wishes can sit in the wheelbarrow and I will take you to the other side. Any takers? Believe it or not, somebody actually did. Got in the wheelbarrow as the guy walked across the Grand Canyon. Not sure it would have been me, but they did. You see, when you understand that God has planted something in you, then it is your turn to take that and train it, develop it, raise it up, so that it becomes something that is productive you see antonio when he heard that amati was a violin maker got an idea hmm maybe instead of just whittling pieces of wood and making little figures I could learn how to whittle wood and make an instrument that even though I can't play it and even though I can't sing what I make would produce music and so he took advantage of the opportunity to train his ability until it became a great skill Ability is inherited and it is developed God made you the way you are if any of you ever well maybe you didn't stand in front of the mirror but you you had a little bit of a conversation with yourself in 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 the quiet of some place and nobody else heard the conversation but it went something like this Uh, you know so-and-so they they're so good at that I wish I wish I could play like Jordan or like Matthew or like Ian or I I I, I wish I wish I could preach like Pastor Francis I I, I, I wish I could make cinnamon buns like they do over at that place. I wish I could. I wish I could. I wish I could. And it's always something that somebody else does well, and you maybe have tried and failed at, and you can't do. Have you ever, you ever had that conversation with yourself? I have both hands up you you're you you're not going to be brave enough to confess because you don't know where I'm going with this, do you <laughs> Your trust level of of pastor P is rather diminished, I guess we probably have all had that conversation. Don't have that conversation because when you have that conversation, what you're saying to God is, "I think you made a mistake when you made me." Because you didn't make me like so-and-so. I'm, I'm not worth very much. Or I'm, I'm, I'm not what... No. Look into yourself. And ask this question. God, what have you planted in me? What, what skills have you given to me? What what abilities are are innate in my nature? What what my personality, my makeup, how have you made me? And discover how you have been made and celebrate it and rejoice in it because God made you deliberately. He made you on purpose. Some are musical, some are artistic. Some can build. Some can tear down. Do you know that there is a group of people in this world that is able to take a, a skyscraper 30 stories high that is in the middle of a group of 30 story high buildings, and they can knock that thing down, and it won't even put a scratch on the buildings beside it. Now, I'll tell you, that takes skill. Anybody can blow something up. But to be able to blow something down safely, called implosion, that's a skill. And it takes a long time to learn how to do that. I don't know what your skill may be, but I know you have some, and I know that they're God-given. Our abilities are God-given. You are uniquely designed. God says of Jeremiah in, in Jeremiah chapter 1 that he had knit him together in his mother's womb, in the secret place. God knit Jeremiah together, he designed him. Now, Jeremiah is not unique. It wasn't only Jeremiah that God knit together. He knit you together in that secret place. Before even your mother knew that you were there. God was at work. God decided which sperm was going to fertilize which egg. God decided that. God determined exactly how you were going to be shaped and formed now I you know if I had had any input in it I'd have been six inches taller but God didn't ask my opinion he didn't ask my opinion didn't ask Jeremiah's opinion Jeremiah had have had a choice. He may have selected some different things, but God designed Jeremiah specifically for the purpose God had for him. God designed you specifically for the purpose he has for you. He made you special. He made you unique. You are uniquely designed. You are uniquely designed for kingdom purposes. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 10 and and I think my projectionist here has has gone to sleep because they're falling way behind okay Ephesians chapter 2 in the new living translation says this for we are God's masterpiece he has created us anew in Christ Jesus so that we can do the good things he planned for us Long ago, wow, that term long ago means even before God said, let there be light. Before God began the process of creation, he had already planned you and me. Wow, think about it now. You know, they, they tell us there's about 7.5 billion people on planet Earth. That takes a lot of planning. He planned us so well that the police can use fingerprints to identify one person out of 7.5 billion. Now, I would think that with that many people at least somebody else has got the same thumbprint as I have no apparently not my DNA is unlike the DNA not only unlike the DNA of the 7.5 billion people that are currently living on planet Earth but all of the millions billions that have lived before me and All of those who are being born today, those who will be born next week, those who will be born this year, next year, those who will be born until God says it's the end, there will not be another me. And everybody say, (laughs) I thought you would say, Praise the Lord. will not be another you unique specially designed born at exactly the right moment 1205 a.m. April 27 19 <laughs> I broke into the daylight not a second too soon and not a second late and so did you well you didn't break into the, the, the light on April anybody here April 27th I anybody here April okay a few of you all right at least you got the right month we won't talk about the year it's you, you arrived on time, perfectly designed. Moses had a, a number of skills. God planted them into him, and then God took him out of his birth home, put him in the palace for 40 years so that he could train those skills and develop them in, in leadership, took him out of the palace and put him in the desert so he could learn how to live and lead in the desert looking after sheep so that he would have lots of patience to look after people. For 80 years, God led Moses into the places where he could hone those skills that he had given him so that at the age of 80, God could say, Now! You're ready. Go do what I've told you to do. Folks, God will take 80 years to train you and equip you for five seconds of work because what you are going to do for his kingdom matters it's important purpose underlies your abilities purpose underlies your personality when the Israelites were, were building the temple, people used their skills. We read about it. They, they could weave goat's hair. Now tell me, is that high on your list of skills that you would like to have? If, if we presented you with a list of options, would you choose I can weave goat's hair? Would that be your first choice? No, probably wouldn't be mine either. That's why God doesn't give the choice to us. Because we just mess it all up. God needed people who could weave goat's hair because he wanted the tabernacle built. And he needed people who could do some things that most people, probably no one on their own would actually choose. God planted in you what he needs for something that he plans to accomplish and he's going to use you in the process so don't diminish your gifts don't diminish your abilities don't treat them as though they have no value they have kingdom value they have kingdom purpose and those gifts, those talents, those abilities those those things that are part of who you are they are given to you by God to make you ready to do what he wants you to do so train them develop them celebrate them rejoice in them don't compare yourself to somebody else there are no structures of higher or greater or more or in God's evaluation what God evaluates us on is our availability and faithfulness when you stand before God he's not going to value you on the fact that you were able to earn a PhD he's going to value you reward you and bless you on how faithful you were with what he gave you and so if your talent is the ability to weave goats hair Celebrate it, rejoice in it, because God has chosen you to do something very important for Him. It will be to build a tabernacle for Him somewhere, somehow, in some way. Using our abilities matters. Consider Antonio. He could only carve. And he learned, trained, developed that carving skill to be able to produce violins. Later on, Amati died and left the violin business to Antonio. And Antonio continued the process of building violins and he built many of them put them together I guess you don't build violins you create violins right Ian kinda of. it's a, it's creative Antonio produced many and they blessed millions brought glory to God Antonio's hope was to make the perfect violin That was his intention. That was his plan. See, using our abilities well brings God's reward. We choose how we employ those skills and abilities that God gives to us. We decide. God will not force you to use your skill in any particular way. He has given it to you. He won't take it away. It's his gift into your life. You will choose how you will use it. You will choose whether you will use it for kingdom purposes or for selfish purposes, for purposes of serving others or for purposes for your own ends, for purposes of manipulation or purposes of provision. You will choose. And God will respond to you on the basis of that choice. He will hold you accountable we choose how to employ them you see Antonio's full name was Antonio Stradivari we probably know about the Stradivarius violin the greatest violin ever made Antonio couldn't sing he couldn't play but he could carve like Antonio Stradivari we all have things that we can do and those things if we do them well will have a lasting impact Antonio could have never imagined that the ability of carving that God had given him would lead him to where it did He, he could have never known that 400 years later almost his violins would be the prized possession of musicians that the the opportunity for a violinist to to play a Stradivarius is the dream of dreams he could have never imagined but you see his purpose his intention he said that what he wanted to do Was to produce the perfect violin. For the glory of God. Now I don't know if his violins are perfect. But I can tell you that his violins have brought glory to God. Through the centuries and will continue to do so. Hopefully for centuries to come should Jesus tarry. He was just... A carver. An 11-year-old boy sitting on the side of the street whittling a block of wood. No one would have considered his gift of much value in his community. Because when he sang, he was squeaky voice. When he played, he was all thumbs. But oh, if they could see his violin now. If they could hear his violin being played in the greatest of orchestra halls around the world. If they could hear the, the notes that flow from those violins and fill the air with wonder and majesty. It's just a violin, but it's a violin for the glory of God and you may look at your skill and your talent and your ability and you say well it's just but in the hands of God it's kingdom stuff has the ability to transform lives has the ability to give birth to hope has the ability to bring life where death Reigns. It has the ability to bring light. Peter in chapter 4 of 1 Peter says, If anyone speaks, you should do it as one speaking the very words of God. If anyone serves, he should do it with the strength God provides so that in all things god may be praised through jesus christ to him be the glory and the power forever and ever i want to leave you with these three things three things to remember god gives us natural abilities we choose to use them we choose to develop them choose well Recognize and understand and celebrate the fact that your abilities are God-given so that you can accomplish something for his kingdom. Because he loves you. God gives us the ability to learn and grow in different skills and God largely leaves that up to you to pursue. He gives you the raw material, the raw talent, but it is up to you to develop it. And folks... God gave us these abilities not for ourselves He gave them for others so that we could impact and influence the world around us You see, you will either lead people towards Christ or drive them away depending on how you use Your abilities that God has given choose today to use your abilities to bring people toward Christ father thank you for your word today help us to hear help us to celebrate what you have done and who you are help us to celebrate what you've put in us In the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I'm going to ask you to stand with me for a moment. I'm going to bring the service to a close quickly today. But I want to ask you in the quiet of this moment to think. To take a moment and say, Lord... I will use what you have planted in me for your honor and for your glory I will train my abilities so that they become as sharp as I can make them with your help I will equip myself to be your instrument in whatever purpose you have for me. Will you ask the Lord in the quietness of this moment, number one, to help you to recognize what your abilities are? Will you make a commitment to use them, to to sharpen them, to train them, to equip them so that they can be the very best that, that it's possible for them to be? And then will you commit yourself to say, Lord, I lift them to you for your purposes. And I ask you to give me the wisdom to know how to use them for your kingdom and for your purposes. And remember this, church. God will reward you for the way you use what he has given you. If you use them, for his purpose and to bring glory to his name. It will all be different and it will all look different from person to person. But if it glorifies God, brings honor to his name, there is a reward. Father, bless your people, I pray, in Jesus' name. As we prepare to bring this service to its end and have some time around the coffee and tea and fellowship for the next few minutes Lord we just ask that your grace would rest upon your people oh I pray in the name of Jesus that your people would be encouraged today to know that you've made them special you've, you've planted treasure in them in the name of Jesus may the blessing of the Lord rest upon you in Jesus name amen And Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's sermon with Pastor Harlan Purdy. We encourage you to join us again next week when you will be blessed with knowledge and understanding on what it truly means to be a good steward of your finances. Remember, all our messages and sermons are available for free to listen, download, and share from our website, citypentecostal.church. We now leave you with some worship music by our praise team at CPC. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and guide you in using your talents and abilities to bring glory to God in the highest heaven. And may the peace of our Lord be with you in the week ahead. Bye
2: bye.